Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. We are Vicky B and Sammy Z, two cousins creating a space for women to laugh, grow, and stumble through their 20s. This community is all about embracing your inner weirdo while manifesting that boss ass babe you know you are. Grab a drink and get ready for lots of laughs, honest chats, and authentic advice every Thursday. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget, to follow us on Instagram at Stumbling Along. And here's this week's episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Hello, hello, hello! It's me, Sammy Z. And it's me, Vicky B. Man, I love an intro. <laughs> so hype. Yes, and today we are sitting down. It is another episode with a beautiful guest. Uh, I just loved talking to her. Me her as name, well. Her name is Tia Sutherland, and she's the owner of Love and Light Jewels. Um, and it's jewelry business, but she has like home decor too, and these wind chimes I really like. She um, has it all. But it's just gemstones and crystal, like spiritual gemstones and crystals that all have a meaning. Yes. Which we love, as you guys know. Um, super exciting as well is Tia and her company was featured in British Vogue and Vanity Fair for her creation. So it's super exciting that we've gotten the opportunity to interview her today. And she's going to give us a laydown on how it all came to be and where it's going. And did we mention that she is from Toronto? A Toronto gal. Uh, I just love talking to her. She just, you know, we need... Like, talking to all these guests is just so reassuring because they're all like-minded people who want to follow their passions. And they all have very different stories on kind of how they got those passions. So I am super excited for you guys all to listen. So I think we should just dive right in. And today we're just drinking some good old H2O. H2O. We're taking a little hiatus. Well, here she is. So we're here with Tia Sutherland of Love and Light Jewels. Hi, Tia. Hey, ladies. How are you? We are great. We are super excited to have you on the podcast today. As am I. Very excited as it's my first podcast. So what an experience. We're so happy to have that honor. I know. We kind of just wanted to start off this episode by kind of asking you how this, your passion for this turned into a career. So like, what were you doing before you started your business? Um, so that's a really fun story. Um, Love and Light Jewels was never actually planned. Um, it kind of came up by us by surprise because I was, I was, um, an image consultant basically. I went to school for image consulting. So I did a lot of styling and helping people discover their personal style, dressing people for occasions, special occasions. That is so cool. Yeah. So and that actually was one of my passions as well, because how I got into image consulting was me having been in the fashion industry for so long as a model. And people always asking me, you know, like, oh, can you help put this outfit together? Or, I'm going here and you dress so nicely. Can you help me pick out an outfit? And I always, cause I always thought, is there, a, is there like a career that I could actually get into that actually, you know, allows me to really, um, you know, express my, my um, my love and passion for fashion and helping and, and helping others at the same time. So anyways, I bumped into the program at George Brown College where I went through the whole image consulting certification program, started an image consulting business. And then with every client that I had, I made them a gemstone beaded, like a beaded bracelet out of amethyst. My business colors were like 
purple, white, and gray. So I basically just like chose stones that kind of like, yeah, match the visual yeah. colors. And then, um, yeah, as, as a thank you and as a reminder of the journey that the, my client took with me as far as their, like, their, the process with me um, through image consulting, I gave them a bracelet. But then I just kept getting asked about the bracelet. Uh, do you make necklaces and all of this different stuff? So that started to spark my interest because I was like, okay, if the bracelets are getting um, attracting so much attention just with my clients and maybe it's a thing. So I kind of just created a basic Etsy page through some of the bracelets on there and tested it out and, you know, to see whether they would sell and they, they sold. And um, I was actually going through my own personally, my, my own personal journey at the time, um, you know, spiritually. And I uh, got into a lot of meditation and started doing Reiki. And I just found that with all of those facets of my journey, crystals were somehow either mentioned or included. And that kind of just sparked my interest even more. So um, from the bracelets, I started making mala necklaces, which I which would help me with uh, meditation. And, and then I kind of just, it just kind of snowballed from, I don't even remember after the mala necklaces, it kind of just took off. And, you know, I just started getting into home decor. And then all of a sudden, I'm importing stuff from Brazil. And then I locked my own website and now I don't even do image consulting anymore. This is what I do full time. So it's just, it's crazy how, you know, how things work and how the universe kind of just takes you in a direction that sometimes you're not yeah. quite prepared. And that's what I loved so much about your business when I stumbled upon it because we're spiritual people too. And you're, what you make has so much meaning into oh, yeah. it spiritually but also i really love how you like how everything snowballed for you i think that's what everyone kind of hopes to happen like yeah a lot of especially being in our younger 20s we're kind of like we don't really know what we want to do but we want we want it to snowball we want our passions to turn into you know something more yeah and like what you said about your story which is like super cool to me is how you said you were like in image consulting and doing all this fashion stuff and your career now actually just led from like a kind gesture you were doing just to kind of like a token of like, this is how you can remember like our time together. So you never had the intention of making a business out of it and kind of how like you, it just kind of happened like organically while doing other things. Like it was never like, this is what I'm going to do, which is like super fascinating to me. Yeah. You just always followed your passion and it just turned into something more, which is kind of goes to show you that if you keep following your passions, it can lead to really great things. Absolutely. That's, that's probably one of um, my biggest pieces of advice for, you know, someone in their twenties. Um, don't, don't ever give up on what you're passionate about. Try to implement that. Even if it's just a little bit every day, five, 10 minutes of whatever that is that you love to do, keep doing it, keep at it. And don't ever let anybody talk you out of that or tell you that it's not important or tell you that's not what you should be doing or tell you that you're too grown to be doing these types of like whatever fuels you whatever makes you happy continue to do it because you never know where that can take you and it's just therapeutic for yourself as well like you should always make yourself happy do things that make you happy do things that bring you joy um this world is very it can be a very tough place and if you can treat yourself to doing something that makes you happy, even if it's just for five minutes a day, it's, it's worth it. So now, you know, when you started your business, what was like the, the, the process of, you know, getting it up and running and what has it been like since the start? 
Um, so there's been lots of growth. Um, where I am right now is definitely not where I started. <laughs> so it does it's a transition. It's, um, it's a work in progress all the time. Every day I'm learning new things. But like, like I said, I started off with a little Etsy page, just maybe making majority of my orders were probably just for friends and family. And that grew into, then I started doing events, you know, trying to get myself out there. So a lot of pop-ups and markets and things like that. And then that progressed to, you know, launching my own website. And then again, teaching myself, because all of this I do all on my own. I don't have a right. partner or anything like that. So Superwoman. Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of sometimes I, don't, I don't, honestly, I don't even know how I do half of what I do. But um, somehow as women, we get it done. So we do. It's a lot of, it's a lot of self teaching, you know, and a lot of patience. And best believe you're going to have people along the way that's going to try to talk you out of it. In my situation, I have some of the most closest people to me um, were some of the most negative people when it came to my business and always, you know, kind of trying to get me to go the regular route, like the route that everybody else takes to go get a job, go get a regular nine to five like everybody else and, and stuff like that. So it's it's really hard to kind of stay focused sometimes when you are surrounded by, especially when some of the closest, the people that are closest to you are the ones trying to talk you out of it, but you really just got to build that mental muscle and emotional muscle and just keep it going, keep it moving. Thank you for your opinion. This is what I'm doing and keep it moving. I, I think that's really important because I don't know. I feel like when you're surrounded by very people that are very close to you, you you oftentimes hold their value, their, their their opinion to its highest value. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important that you said like sometimes you have to like see like what you're doing and see it beyond just what people are telling you and know like this is like my path and not everyone's opinions are totally valid, but I'm not gonna let that affect what I'm doing. Absolutely, it's so important. Yeah, because if I had gone ahead and taken that advice from all, of all those people, I definitely would not even be. even if I said oh I'm gonna do oh I'm gonna go get a full-time job and maybe do my 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 business part-time it's it still wouldn't have brought me where I am today if I had just you know taken that advice so your gut your intuition your heart will not lead you in the wrong direction and that's what, again one of my other biggest pieces of advice I would give somebody starting out is always go with your gut and your intuition and um, try not to be too distracted with all of the noise. How does someone follow their gut when, you know, when those opinions or like the, you know, the monsters in your head that are like yelling at you that, oh my God, this isn't going to work. And they're kind of trying to, you know, sabotage your own, you know, your own intuition. How does someone follow it? Well, how do you feel? Like you, go, you tap into how you feel. If someone is telling you, um, you know, stop what you're doing, go get a full-time job. That's the right thing to do. That's what everybody does. That's what your mom did, your dad did. You know, that's what everyone does. You should do it too. If you feel like that is, like, if you really feel in your gut, like, that is not what would make me happy. That is not the the path I want to take. Then that's your gut telling you that that's not the right decision. I've tried it. And I say this because I've tried it several times. Before I got like, well, like early in my twenties, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always knew that, you know, I, I did professional modeling for many, many years. And, um, I liked the freedom of that. I liked being, you know, involved in the fashion industry and all that 
for a certain amount of time. But then when I got to a point where I kind of grew out of modeling, I always knew that I wanted to run my own business. And in between all of that, I did have full-time jobs, great jobs. I've worked for some amazing companies, Bell Canada, uh, CIBC, Brookfield Properties, like huge companies that most people would be like, wow, like that's a really great career company to be in. But every time, every single time I was with those companies, every, every single time I, I, I had one of those jobs, I literally felt like a piece of me was dying. Like, I was <laughs> honestly, <really> yeah, <laughs> happy. It doesn't matter how well I was at the job. Like, I, I could have been amazing at the job. It doesn't matter how like awesome my colleagues were. It doesn't matter whether the job was close to home and I didn't have to commute too much and all of the things that people that, you know, actually go to jobs and, and, and workers and employees, all of the little things that they would look at as like great bonuses in a job. I just, I didn't, it didn't do anything for me. I was so unhappy. And then I just had to gauge that and like really like really observe my feelings and, and, and really like analyze. Okay. So when am I at my happiest? When I'm, when I'm, when I'm literally full of so much joy and happiness and contentment, what am I doing at those times? And it just, it, it really just presented itself like it's very clear as day. Like when I'm doing these things and when I'm in my, in my element of creating of, of, you know, like at one point it was the image consulting. Now I'm like surrounded by my crystals. And that is when I'm the happiest when I'm creating jewelry and I'm researching crystals and all that. That's when I'm at, at my happiest. So why would I, why would I, um, not want to be doing that? And then when am I at my worst? When am I I'm like, when, when do I feel like I'm so depressed and unhappy? That's when I'm working for somebody else. That's some corporate job. That nine to five yeah, life. I'm so scared of the nine to five life. I already like, even in like my first, you know, job out of university, I've kind of already felt that, you know, how you say like a piece of you is dying because you're not following what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly how it felt. And I was so unhappy, but I just... I don't know, when you're young, you think you have to like stay in those or like keep going through those corporate jobs because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And it's supposed to get better. But it's like, it's going to get better as you continue on. You just have to almost like get through it. And it's like, no, like, and like you said, like you shouldn't have to just get through any, any day of your life just to like get through it. You should be like enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. No one is saying that there aren't going to be bad days or hard days, tough days. However, you're given one life. And just like he said, you should not be spending the majority of your life dreading getting up in the morning because you hate going to your job. And that I spent a lot of that in the, my earlier years doing that. So And people like normalize it. Like, yeah, that's the feeling you're supposed to feel going to work. <laughs> it is not. It's not. And I, and I knew it wasn't. And that's why I kept searching and searching and searching until I found what it was. Because, you know, this is not the first... Well, obviously, it's not even the second business that I've had. Like I did my image consulting before I did this. However, even before image consulting, I tried out other little, um, you know, like network marketing jobs uh, before I, I had created a, a jewelry pillow that I was trying to sell, like where you can hang your jewelry on it. There, I always knew that there was something out there for me that would allow me to be my own boss and be creative and design my own schedule and don't have a cap on how much money I can make per week, per month, per year. You know what I mean? Like there was all, I knew there was something out there for me. I just had to try different things and not give up on the idea. 
and it eventually led me here. Yeah. And that's great what you just said, how like you tried, it was what you were always creating, but you were trying different ideas along the way. Like if one creative idea maybe doesn't work out how you thought, just switch the idea, but and try again. Don't just give up on the idea altogether. Exactly. Yeah. Very important. How did you, when you were in those jobs, when you, when you were younger, how did you kind of like, you know, keep your sanity and still try to follow your creative side through it? Um, well, I, it's tough. <laughs> it was tough. Um, but yeah, if, if I can think back, uh, back then it was my creative side was more like the fashion aspect of like the fashion aspect of my life. So I always, you know, and I've always tried to be a positive person. So for instance, I'm getting up to go to work, even though I hate the idea of going to work, I would still get up and try to pick out the best outfit and accessorize and look my best because at least if I, if I can at least look my best, would help me feel my best, knowing that I'm not going into the best situation, there's some sort of positive aspect from it. So at that point, it was more like accessorizing and getting dressed up and, and trying to look and feel my best. But um, I guess, yeah, you got, you got to get creative and try to figure out a way to plow through it as positive right. as you can, you know, because it doesn't, it doesn't help being a negative person. You know, oh, I hate my life. Ah, blah, blah. You know, I hate going to work. Like as much as you don't like it, you got to just kind of, you know, try to find the positive in, in the situation and do your best to change the situation. I'm super interested in kind of your creative process of creating your art. So do you have like a, a ritual or like a, like a time of day or something that you just like love to when the creative process just kind of flows? I used to before COVID when my kids were at school. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but as of lately, no, I, ha- I have to be honest. I haven't really been able to um, go back to having that set dedicated time where I would just, you know, start my day off with a meditation. Um, I love like for creative inspiration, I love um, Pinterest. Uh, I love images, imagery. I love traveling. I look at a lot of traveling, uh, travel photos. Um, I look at a lot of obviously crystal stuff um, and just kind of like engulfing my mind with creative imagery. That's really important for me because color and design is huge in my creative process of um, like creating pieces. So I do that. But yeah, like um, I used to start my day off with meditation, which is really good. Even if it's just like a guided meditation for a few minutes, spending a lot of time in nature is key. Um, Again, I haven't really had the opportunity to do that much since COVID. And then I have the kids like wanting to go to the park now and then splash splash pads and stuff like that. So I kind of have to give up my time in nature for them. But once they get back to school and I have my days, I will be able to like just go and sit by the lake. Or, you know, like go take a walk barefoot you know, in the, in the park and do all those types of things. Kind of just like yeah. connect with, um, with nature in a quiet way. <laughs> with my kids right now, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I'm so but. excited for them to go back to school. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I couldn't, I'm counting the days. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. How long did it take for you like to kind of get Love and Light Jewels up and going and for you to like rely on just that business and kind of go from the corporate to just Love and Light Jewels. Right. So yeah, my transition from full-time to part-time 
um, work and then like moving as of like and going into uh, full time business owning probably took me about five years. Okay. Yeah. And that's generally the time like when a, they say uh, a business doesn't really bring you um, the income that you're, you know, the, the, doesn't really, uh, what is the word? The desired income. Yeah, it doesn't um, take over your full-time income that you would be doing at a full-time job. Like, it doesn't uh, replace right. that full-time income that you would be getting at a, a full-time job for the first, like, five, until the first, until five years. At, at the five-year point, that's usually when, if it's going to... You start seeing it? Yeah. It's, if it's going to work and it's going to really, you know, supplement, that's the word I was looking for, supplement the full-time income, it usually takes about five years and that actually was about the timeline for me so yeah love and light jewels was well was a part-time thing for the first little while not because i chose for it to be part-time but because like I, it wasn't making um the income that i needed to obviously sustain a family and all of that right. from the get right from the start so it took some time but it's worth it how how old were you when you started love and light jewels Gosh, how old am I now? Thirty nine. I'm thirty nine. So yeah, maybe like thirty three, thirty four. I started like to really kind of, you know, come up with the focus on that. Yeah, focus on that. Come up with the idea of it, and then um, yeah, about five years. Well, it's super inspiring too because I feel like we see kids in their twenties that are like, so like, oh no, people from our high school who are maybe like doing really well or whatever already, and you're like. I, I, if I'm not doing it now, like, can I ever do it? Yeah, you feel like the pressure to do everything before you're 25. Oh, yeah. Don't – do not even want <laughs> to that, honestly. We have to let it fly away. Let, let that go. Let that go. Don't put a time I, on it. You know, it's – it's that's where that's when you really, really set yourself up for um, for disappointment. Don't do that. Just what I need to hear. I feel like being right out of school, like you feel like you need to find something right away. And hearing you say that, it's just like, yes, like let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let it go. Nothing happens before it's time. And like I said, when I was 25, I had zero idea I would be here, you know, 10, 12, whatever years later. Zero idea. So don't ever put a yeah. timeline on yourself at that. So I have another question more specifically to the jewels. So with me and Vicky being young women trying to enter kind of the creative space and become entrepreneurs and for our stumblers who are also kind of trying to find their ways, what are some jewels or stones that you would recommend like us kind of keep on us or purchase and why? Um, Okay, great question. (laughs) Um, Definitely there are three that I would recommend. Um, first one being, well, there's two that kind of do the same thing. So black tourmaline or black onyx are excellent repellers of negative energy. And that is what you guys need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Get rid of all of that negative energy and whatever energy, negative energy that it comes, whatever negative energy those stones come into contact with, they actually transmute it into positive energy. So, it's really important to have those stones um, either wear. I have a stack of three braces, um, black onyx bra- braces that I wear almost daily. Really helps. They're great for grounding. So for me, like, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I tend to get really flustered and like, I don't know what to do, you know, like just overwhelmed. 
Yes, yeah, we're literally are. just talking about that. Yes. We're just like, when we get too busy, we're just like, ah. And we just want to like hide away. So. Yeah, I am notorious for just saying I'm overwhelmed. So we definitely need this. <laughs> yeah. So black, okay. So a lot of, so black tourmaline, um, onyx, those are great grounding stones. So they help just root you and just keep you focused. I honestly don't know what I would do <laughs> without those stones on the daily. Cause I, I everybody get those <laughs> yeah. wow, for sure. Um, second one would be, um, rose quartz, which is very co- popular. Most people know uh, about rose quartz is a love stone. Um, so for self love, for, um, you know, universal love, being kind to yourself, having patience with yourself, you know, that's, uh, really important, especially when you, when becoming an entrepreneur, be gentle with yourself. Know that it's a process. Everything takes time. Don't get too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself when things don't work out the way that you expect them to work out or, you know, you fail at something. I, I love rose quartz for that. And then um, clear quartz is a great one for just um, tapping into your higher self. It's a great meditation tool. So to have clear quartz around you when you're meditating, trying to really be focused when you need sense of clarity their quartz is a great one. So those are the three like foundation stones that I would recommend. Okay, I need those right now. <laughs> I need them all my body at all time. In those five years when you were trying to get love and light jewels, you know, waiting for the return, as we talked about, how did you stay motivated? Because sometimes even for us, when we're doing our podcast, we're really young, we've only done this for a year. I'm just like, oh, when is it going to happen? Like, when are people going to know about us? When can we do this full time? Mm-hmm. How did you stay motivated? I asked myself one simple question. Do you want to go back and work for a full-time job? Work at a full-time job? <laughs> I, I, I ask myself that whenever things get tough, whenever things, you know, whenever they don't, you know, things don't work out the way I want it to with my business, I, I just ask myself that. What would you rather be doing? Would you rather get up and go to a full-time job that you know you're going to hate? Or would you keep it, you know, keep it moving here? You know, figure out a way, fix it, do whatever you need to do to get it where it is that you want it to be at. And literally that's what took me through the whole five years. Granted, me and my, I'm not as young as you guys. So I, I kind of did things, you know, I got married, had kids before I really kind of tapped into my, my passion, passion. Like, like I said, I did, I always did modeling, but I stopped doing that right before I got married. And then right after I had had my first child. And so, yes, I did need to work because I had responsibilities in the beginning. I have a family to take care of and, you know, the responsible thing to do was to have a job. However, I never gave up on um, the idea or the plan of having a business and making it my full-time income. And even during those tough times where I, you know, had to try to balance and figure things out, I always just asked myself, do you want to be working when I was working? Do you want to be working this job for the rest of your life? And then when I got to a point where I was able to get rid of my full time job, things still, you know, were difficult because you're always going to have challenges with your own, your, your your business, running a business. And when those challenging times came up, I just asked myself, "Do you want to go back to working a full time job?" Simple. And you're like, hell no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that just because, like, when you actually when you do follow your passion. And even when you, when you finally follow your passion and you see those like lows, you're just like, you know, this is your passion. So there's just no way 
Yeah, even through those no challenges. Way. Yeah, there's no way I'm going back to work for anyone. I think that's just the power of following your passion. Yeah, and I just like that. trusting yourself, and not to say that you may have to go live those experiences where you're you're not as happy, but you will if you keep trying following those passions. Like you will in the end end up where you're supposed to be if you follow that gut, as you said. Yep. Yep. That intuition. I'm just going to wrap it up by saying, do you have any final words you want to tell, um, I guess, kids in their early 20s who are just exiting school and trying to figure out where they want to go, whether it be entrepreneurship or go to the corporate job? What would be your advice for those people? Again, I, I mentioned it earlier, really pay a lot of attention to what brings you joy. And who knows, like not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur, maybe going to a full-time job, your dream job, whatever that is, that is what brings you joy. And that's perfectly okay. But do not settle. Don't settle for things that make you unhappy. Don't settle for people that make you unhappy. Do not surround yourself with negative energy. Try your very best to keep yourself immersed in as much positive energy as you possibly can in however way you can get it, whether that's people, environments you know, your job. Yeah, that is my biggest thing. Really pay attention to um, what makes you happy. And don't ever stray away from your intuition and those gut feelings because they won't lead you in the wrong direction. Did you ever journal or do you? Oh, yeah. Journal. I, again, lately I haven't. However, journaling has been a big part of my journey. What were like some of your journal prompts? Or what are things that like got you writing? Because I know for some people, it's kind of hard to yeah, get in the routine and write about something. Yeah, it's um, I had many different ways of journaling. I had like an app at one point on my phone where I could, you know, just in case I wasn't by pen and paper, where I could just jot down my feelings. But again, it's like things that make you unhappy, things that make you upset, things that make you anxious. Like when you when you're taking note of these feelings, you jot them down. What are you doing at that time? Where are you at the time? Who are you around at that time? I went through a lot of negative stuff, like you know, put in my personal life with my marriage and all of that stuff. So I had to really document, you know, what was happening during those times. And, um, and then the happy moments as well. Don't forget that stuff. Things that bring you joy, things that bring in, bring you happiness. If you're having an amazing day. What caused that? What, what are the components that created that moment, that feeling? Because again, when you feel, uh, you know, when you're at the point where you're feeling lost and you're not quite sure what to do as far as, you know, to bring you happiness, you can always go back and, and, and kind of we have a reference of what made me happy before. What was that? Maybe I should revisit that. Mm-hmm. You know? Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We are so happy that you took the time to be on our podcast. We learned so much. Yeah. But entrepreneurship and life and everything. I just love talking to women like you because, you know, you surround yourself with like-minded women and it just like reassures you on your journey. So Absolutely. thank you. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. And then if you just wanted to maybe plug your information one more time for all of our stumblers, that'd be amazing. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Love Light Jewels. Um, I do have a Facebook that I don't really go on much, but it's facebook.com love and light jewels. Um, you basically find the same things that you would find on the Instagram there. And then my website, which is lovelightjewels.com. Awesome.